The Where's My 40 Acres podcast is recorded in front of a ratchet studio audience. Wow. Shout out to Phenom Black, this music lover, Juan Burgundy, Silent Ace Media, man. Mindset of a young nigga with idle time. They say a devil's workshop is an idle mind. It's hip hop infiltrated by wicked built industry. I'm me representing for the underground. Independence, Fifth Amendment, freedom of speech. The revolution is pending. But it's cool because you see we on the mission. Television off, this a viral petition. Man, and I hope you pay attention. The WM48, we keep it real. You know, they'll they'll use that as a gag too, like, oh, he ended up getting raped. Isn't that funny? So I was wondering, is like are prison rape jokes considered punching up? And that's why they're funny? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, here's the thing. It I would say it is half punching up, maybe. Like the most strict reading of it maybe not the most strict let me say this so punching up halfway because like joking on men is a punching up thing because men like we live in a patriarchal society so there's that but also kind of in a way like a prison rape joke specifically or something like that is like a homophobic joke as well so that is in fact punching downward And Mm -hmm. then I don't know where, like, the the crossover point for those two things would meet up. So, another thing I forgot to include in that was most of the time when they show prison rape using comedy as well, the guy, they'll use, the the one gay person is the guy that's rapey. And it's considered funny. That the most, so, so now you're also adding to homophobia. By doing that. Well, I think the whole, like, yeah, the fact that even whether or not the person who is, like, committing the crime is outwardly, quote, unquote, gay, um, it's, I think it's still, like, a homophobic joke in and of itself, because it's like, oh, ah, yeah, now absolutely. you're going to get fucked by a dude, um, and mm-hmm. implying that you know, nobody wants to be fucked by a dude when obviously there are plenty of people, male and female, who do. Um, nobody wants to be raped by anybody, but like having a sexual experience with a man for another man and playing that as like a ha, look at what this right. thing that happened is that inherently homophobic. Oh yeah, because like and, I, and the reason I asked if it was and like Mike, you pretty much like ran through most of why I think it is kind of punching up jokes and that's why it's acceptable. Is because making there there you don't make jokes or there are people who there it has been done. I'll say it's been done, and when it happens, it's more at the expense of women than actually a joke about a woman, like the joke being about the woman being raped. And I'll give you an example of what I mean in a second. But you don't people don't just openly make jokes about women being raped in comedy casually, and it just being funny, like it just being an, an, a, a very easy zinger for people. Because that, because mm-hmm. women actually do get raped by men who are in power and have control in those situations most of the time. When that's when, well, all the time when rape is happening, right? So it's punching down if you're already making fun of somebody who is a group that is suffering from that legitly, and there's nothing funny about it the way we are perceive it. But a, like literally Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart did a whole film about Will Ferrell not wanting to go to jail because he would be raped in jail. That's what get right. hard. That's the whole premise of the film. Now, when I say that there are jokes made at women's expenses at, at women's expense that has that has rape as part of the joke. But the, but rape isn't necessarily the punchline of the joke. Is there is I don't I'm sure y'all have seen this um or some of y'all have seen this. There's a there's a family guy and and I laugh at this and I know I'm going to hell for it, but there would there is a family guy scene where they were making fun of Aquaman. They were making fun of how much of a bitch Aquaman is, but to make the joke, they had to have a guy attempting to rape a woman on a beach. So the what? joke, right? So in so oh, no, I, 
episode, yeah. Yeah, so in the in the in this in this skit, what happens is and it's one of Peter's like flashbacks. This is like if you were Aquaman or some shit. And they cut to Aquaman and he's in the water and there's like a woman on the beach and she's screaming for help and there's like a guy robbing her. And then basically he's attempting to try to start to try to rape her, right? And Aquaman yeah. is in the water and Aquaman is like, Hey buddy, hey, you stop that right now. You stop that, or I'm gonna do something. And but everybody's like, well, you can't do anything because if you get out of the water, you're a bitch. So the whole joke is that Aquaman is useless. Mm. But a woman is being raped in the scene. Oh my god! So he's the punchline of the joke. But women's rape is is the joke is being used at the expense of women being raped. Right. Right. And then there's there's a scene there's also a scene like where they reenact a they reenact a rape scene from a film, but it's Peter being raped. They completely re- they they like verb they scene by scene reenact a rape scene from a film. And what's funny mm. is I didn't realize that was a rape film when I first saw it on Family Guy. A rape scene from a film when I first saw it on Family Guy. I was like, you're like you watch it and you laugh. It's like, huh, Peter's a bitch and somebody's raping him in the dark, or he is somebody's forcing him to have sex in the dark. And then I saw the actual movie where it's the woman being raped in that scene, and they just flipped it and made Peter the woman. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fucked up. And now it's not funny anymore. Now it's just dark. Jesus. I, like, I, you know, I don't, you know, my uh, vast knowledge or lack of with movies and stuff like that. I just, I guess, I guess the first thing that I thought about or what popped in my mind when you, you know, started saying like males being raped or sexually assaulted was that the, it's always the stereotypical oh, you know, if you get raped in jail, it's always this big black dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, that that's always what I hear. Like, it's just going to be these big, buff black dudes that's going to be raping you in jail, which I think is absolutely disgusting on top of the fact of, you know, rape in general being disgusting. 100%. But I just always think, like, that's always the joke, too. Like, it's just going to be the stereotypical bald or whatever big buff black men with these big right. black dicks that's going to be fucking you in the ass when you drop soap and like even some of the movies that i have seen that it, that it is implied like oh well you know um they might be in jail or in like a gym in the shower or what have you not and the soap's dropped or just they're naked like it's always same thing like these big buff black dudes hitting or implying sex you know, to whoever, mm-hmm. which I think is disturbing enough as it is. But like, how Just, fucked up are we that within our culture, the running rape, the running prison rape joke is an immediate, like, uh, uh, what, what do you, what do you call it when somebody makes a joke? Was it a, a was it a riff or whatever? Ba-dum-dum. Like it's that immediately when you make the joke. And it happens mm-hmm. so often that we over that we completely just over we 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 don't even recognize it. There's a whole page on my favorite trope. TV tropes website about prison rape and all of its like numerous, numerous, numerous Dude, examples so and everything. Much like if you watch this guy's it's such video, a common trope. If you watch this guy's video, he I can't imagine how much research he had. To, like how long it took him. I, first, I was like, I wonder how long it took him to find all these scenes. Then I thought, you know, it would be really bad if it didn't take him that long to find these scenes at all because he used the site that Mike is using. And, or maybe he didn't have to. Maybe he was just so well versed in television, he could just remember all the times he cringed watching somebody use a very predictable, very overused, very, like, shouldn't be funny prison rape joke. And it, it just, it, it, it demeans, it, it demeans rape of men. So when people like Terry Crews come out and talk about it, they're not right. taken seriously because, oh, somebody made you their bitch. You're a big black dude and somebody made you their, their bitch. That's irony. But it's not irony because it's not real. It's not a real concept, man. To be like, you go to prison and, and you're going to get raped by a big black dude. But Terry Black, Terry Crews is a big black dude. and He got raped. Should have actually people should have actually been. Oh, wait. So big black dudes get raped, too. Oh, so it's not about being big and black. Huh? It's just about raping. Oh, but that's not what happened. It turns into a, a joke within a joke. It's jokeception. Like now you're the joke well, of the joke. I think if we really get 
super deep into it. There's definitely a lot of racial and homophobic undertones of the entire situation when it comes to um, rape and prison rape. And let's be honest, a lot of the comedy that we grew up from came from white dudes. You know what I'm saying? What's going to be, you know, more funny and or demeaning than a black dude fucking somebody who's supposed to be powerful, no matter how good or much of an asshole they are. If there's, if, you know, a black dude doing some shit to a white dude or a bigger white dude doing, you know, some shit to a smaller white dude or whatever else. It is a wild thing to think about that it is just such a throwaway thing that even though you know you shouldn't be like chuckling at it, that you do and whatnot. But the way I think we've just been, you know, we literally just grew up to it for multiple generations until semi recently. Where it's just they're like, that's just how it is. Somebody, you know, got pucked out, they got bitched out or whatever. And unfortunately, for a lot of folks, just regardless of how they look at, you know, themselves and their sexuality, almost nothing should be worse than, you know, especially for men, nothing should be worse than being raped because unfortunately some of these cats who are making these jokes have done rapey shit to multiple people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's a power trip um, type of thing when one, you know, sits back and um, looks at it and... I think it's unfortunately just seep into our culture so much that until it's kind of brought up, you don't really think about it. I'll, you know? I'll add this too. I think it's, I think it's huge misdirection. And I think that for us to be constantly having conversations out here with the social media activism and just activists in general, trying to speak about the prison industrial complex and us trying to make people aware of all of the, the systematic stuff in place to oppress people of color and specifically to oppress black men and then also use them for free slave labor for big companies and big corporations that are involved in the prison business because it is a business and for that to be shown in certain films the way it actually is i look at a film like if bill street could talk and i know like i don't know if y'all have seen it i know a lot of people did see it it's a great film first off um but Brian Tyree Henry plays a character in that film who gets out of prison. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's recently released and he meets up with his, uh, his friend and they kind of introduce, they kind of tell you about his story, but I think I'm not sure why uh, Barry chose to get very vague, kind of vague because the book isn't vague about his character. Essentially it talks about how, in prison, white officers rape black prisoners to keep them in line. And mm-hmm. how prison rape is actually something used to, to keep prisoners in line in the real world. So this whole concept of you go to prison and you get raped by another prisoner. There's not, not to say that there aren't wolves and predators in prison. There absolutely are. But for those wolves and predators to even be allowed to be that, for it to be known that they're wolves and predators, predators, guards know that shit. And when you watch a film like Shawshank, that is absolutely used against pris- prisoners to keep them in line. The threat of being raped or being put in a situation where they will be raped. Sons of Anarchy used that on one of its characters who had already been made blind and stabbed and some other shit. His punishment in the end seasons was literally being raped every day by multiple prisoners because he killed the sister of, uh, I think it was either an FBI agent or a CIA agent or a DEA agent or whatever. And this guy was high off shit. And his whole thing was, I'm just going to make this dude suffer every day. You know, um, oh my gosh. One, one of the guys, I can't remember the, uh, uh, I can't remember what the black guy's name was on Sons of Anarchy, but his punishment with um, Marilyn Manson also was basically being raped every day and him just, well, hey, buddy, it's nice. It's nice rape, though, because I actually do like you as a person, but I also want to rape you. It's kind of where the concept was coming from from Marilyn Manson's character. Like, I love raping this dude because I kind of love him, I think, in a rapey oh, love way. What? Yeah, it's, it was real twisted concepts that, that were put into play. But the fact that rape is you to for us to be making prison rape jokes when that is actually a tactic used on inmates. In an inhumane fashion to discipline, scare, and keep them in line makes it even crazier 
that within television culture, it's such an accepted zinger of a joke. And people do it so carelessly because there's nothing inventive about it, right? right? You're not doing anything fresh with it. It's, 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 a, it's a prison rape joke. It's at the expense of men who have been raped. It's at the expense of in, like, like systems that have been put in place to keep people lower, lesser, and oppressed and broken because rape breaks people. Mm-hmm. And we are making prison jokes about breaking people or saying that people are already broken because they're not strong men and that's why they get raped because strong men don't get raped. Right. I mean, like, they're even making pornos about it. If you even, yeah. That, like, that, I mean, that, that's uh, how far the, like, that's how far it goes. Like not just one or two, like this is a genre, like tons of it where that, that's literally the best, the, the punchline, like being sexually assaulted, you know, forced to have sex in prison. That that is that's the porn. And I just think that like it's acceptable. Cause they even asked Will Ferrell about the concept. He was like, oh well these are real world things. No, dude, a white dude going into prison and just getting raped because he's a white dude in prison is not a real thing. Getting raped in prison because they are rapists in prison is a real thing, yes. But that's not the joke you're making. You're, you're, and, and, and if, that, if you really, really took that into context and you really looked at the fact that it, the prison, prisons go after groups of people to put them in prison and you're making a joke about what you deem to be one of the worst things, if not the worst, absolute worst thing that can happen to a person who goes into prison, you have turned that into a joke. You know, like of all the seasons of Game of Thrones where there is raping going on, literally there are episodes where there is rape happening in the background during a conversation that we're supposed to be paying attention to while women scream. Yes. Um, there it's never a joke. It's never it's never made to be a joke. Is it overused? Absolutely. Is it carelessly overused? Absolutely. But it's never made to be a joke. So I was just wondering, like, what is prison rape jokes? Are they just considered punching up because men aren't the majority victim? Because men as victims for rape are in the minority, despite men, but beside, despite prison rape jokes being majority about men being. Raped. I'm going to say that's the reason why they haven't gotten the same kind of backlash that like <clears throat> jokes where a woman is the punchline of a rape joke have absolutely gotten backlash is because of that punching up aspect, even though I don't think it is actually a clean punching up to make a joke about that. Right. And I'm more saying that is like, as if that is the argument that somebody might try to use to justify them being able yeah, to make I would a, say rape so. joke, a prison rape joke specifically. That's the only thing I can come up with. Yeah. Okay, like, I just wanted, I didn't know if I was, I just wanted to ask y'all, because I didn't know if I was thinking too deep into this shit. I was like, am I thinking too much into this now, or? No, I've thought about it too, like, that's the thing. Time and age, usually, hopefully, brings you some perspective on that type of shit that, like, we wouldn't have thought twice about earlier in life, but now we're like, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like, that's the sort of thing that you take a second look at now that you wouldn't necessarily have earlier. Yep, I totally agree. And when you get that perspective, you owe it to yourself to examine it and figure out, you know, how you feel about things moving forward. Or it's to just depress people on the car ride listening to this podcast now. Who like, yeah, absolutely. Well, Fuck them, right? It really just got <laughs> serious. <laughs> you got friends on the Excel list. They can be a little serious for a moment. So. Yeah, we exactly. just really did go through that list. <laughs> what a wonderful list. Uh, what do you think is the most unskippable album that isn't on that list? Mm. Like your personal, like I could throw this on, no issues. There are definitely. I can, the you know, most I can think of a lot. The most unskippable that. that isn't on that list. Yep, that's not a quote-unquote classic hip-hop album. I guess. Yeah, we see, want to narrow. Yeah, we got to add more. this criteria because. 
the most unskilled. And this is all for you, not for like the general hip hop consensus. But like, I need to look at this album. list. I, mean, I would say the Kendrick album that they missed to Pimp a Butterfly. I thought you were gonna say Untitled, Unmastered, dog. I mean, also, but I mean, to Pimp a Butterfly. No, nah, I'm joking. I didn't think you meant that. Uh, Pimp a Butterfly is obviously unskilled. That album is fucking brilliant. I mean, I like that they put Good Kid, Mad City on it, but I feel like to Pimp a Butterfly is better. Than Good Kid, Mad City. It is better, and I actually think it's but better than Dang. All three of them like are skippable. I don't skip Section Eighty. Shit. Yeah, really don't though. But I was it just interesting. Yeah, to look I love at that them list all for different reasons. So I exactly can't one against the other. Yeah, I'm with yeah, you I on that. Say one is better than the other because they all each one gave me different things, and I think especially now with this dissect and re-listening to stuff. Right? It just really is like genius. Like, I mean, this dude is on a whole nother level, man. Genius, and and it's and it's in its entity. So I can't. That's hard to. Oh, um, because like for me, Mad Villain is for sure unskippable. But also, that album is considered like a more recent classic. Like it's one of the most highly reviewed hip hop albums of all time, even though it's an oh. underground record. I would say um, um I've been on it for can. a while. Uh, Earl, um, Earl sweatshirts. I don't like shit. Now I don't go outside. Nine tracks, uh, completely unskippable for me. I refuse to nice. skip a song on that shit. Plus, like I know the words almost every song. Like <laughs> right. On the doom tip, it's a tie between um, food. Yep. For me, and um, also people don't talk about Danger Doom. That Danger Doom album is that might be my choice for unskippable. That shit is fire. At least four times straightforward, like a month ago. Like the way that yeah. piece together be beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Same, like the entire no swim vibe and just MC little the skits on that are excellent. Like the Master Shake voicemails. The skits, those are some of the best skits that have happened in the past decade. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's a good that's a good call. So um this is it's so many. I know. That's like, the tricky part. I don't know why, but the first thing that popped in my head was uh Lincoln Way Nice by Starley. Nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that nigga's at now, but um hey, it happens. I it's heard just, him on I something. mean that, that album is like I can put it on any like I said, anything that I can put on shuffle and yeah and move in, yeah. like that's always a good thing. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't have no Freddie Gibbs on there because Gibbs got of, some joints. Their Earth Gang's first album. Like, yep. it's just so I was about to say that one is a possibility as well. I mean, the, the first app, the first Earth Gang is like my favorite Earth Gang out of all of them. That's like my favorite one. Um, oh, so much. Kemp Lose Uptown Saturday Night, straight up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Danny Brown's Atrocity Exhibition for me. Straight up, I truly enjoy the shit out of that album still. Um, uh, Action Bronson's Dr. Lecter, I fucking love that, that Where is he? Yo, when was the last time y'all heard he the sob joke? He put out White Bronco last in 2018. Yeah, he did. He did put out a record. And then he's been doing TV stuff. I was gonna say, is he still doing the TV stuff? Yeah. Absolutely. He's got two shows. They like him on TV. Hey, yo. Yeah. I know he time? was doing the cooking stuff. Like, and he's got the Ancient Alien show with Alchemist and Big Body Bess and Mayhem Lorraine. Oh, yeah. That was I funny. I remember when Tyler was up. on there. I died. <laughs> funny. I walked yes. into a uh, record store Saturday, uh, which Springfield, Virginia, has a really good record store in their mall. If anybody's nice. looking oh, for that's one. that's wild. You don't see that normally. It was very random. Yeah, it, it's, it's, on the, it's on the top floor. It's in the back. It was very fucking random. Uh, dudes in there like spinning on two turntables and they actually are just full of so oh it's a, shit it's oh that's a, nice it's that a, is nice it's a Some record old, store old, so it's yeah. a it's a it's a old style record store not old style record store it's a record store with a lot of hip-hop stuff and just like a lot of singles and a lot of different genres and it's like i guess partnered with a retro gaming store too so next door is like old video oh that's fire shit. Hmm. um very interesting but I walked in there and they had well first off they had Fetty Rome on vinyl which I forgot they got released for record store day and I wasn't oh, able to get dude. it and I saw it in there and that, that, that record now goes for like 65 bucks because of that um, Yikes. but they had sob stories 
by Action Bronson <laughs> in a picture. I don't know if it was on vinyl, yeah. but they had it framed. And I was like, I haven't heard sob stories in a fucking minute. I completely forgot. That's he did a that tight project. seven or eight tracks too. With that ridiculous album length. With them women crawling on their knees in the bathroom. That album cover is fucking insane. <laughs> but uh, strictly for my Jeep, still knocks alligator that giant. Uh, I think with Wiz Khalifa. But that shit slaps. That's it's got some good joints on it. Action has a dope catalog, man. He does. He does. They didn't even do. I'm just thinking they didn't even do the first clips. They did the second one. I mean, the second clip. I think the second one's better. I think it's personally. better too. I think the first one absolutely. I love both of them for the record, but I think the second one is better. I don't skip the first one. I sk- I, I do. I don't do. either. I've skipped. So I skipped first. I even listened to fucking Jermaine Dupri song. That's on there. about? Nah, I had to skip it for you. I skipped that song for years. Lay down. No. No, oh, my, I was like, why know, is it only showing me old albums in my iTunes? I got them sorted by year. That's why. On my indie rap nerd, then I'm Deltron thirty thirty. For folks who remember that joint, I gotta go back and listen to that. I haven't listened to that since college. Mm-hmm. modeling school, I think, is a fucking class. I was listening to that recently. I'm amazed at how good that album still holds up. We said no um, classics. Uh, the but... tipping point by the roots, I think, is unskippable. Uh, there are a lot of unskippable Roots albums. Like he didn't. Right. Again, I know. Didn't I just I'm looking at the album cover right now and just reminding me. He didn't name any Little Brothers either. And Little Brother has easy. They did. Two. He did the new one. I mean, he did the new Little Brother. He didn't name the old two though. I'm like, how you do? I know. Like, I'm like, unskippable. The, the list and the minstrel show. And they came out around Absolutely. the time of the Kanye joint. So how how did you you have Supreme clientele? There's no criteria. Oh, NERD in search of unskippable. Oh, well, yeah. oh. I mean, for me, all of NERD stuff is. I agree, but I'm just like that one, especially, man. I need the Sky Mob version. Listen. I know know Seeing Sounds is a horribly slept on nerd album. Yo. So is nothing, though. The guitar player from Spy Mob still plays with Pharrell's band. Does he? Yeah. That's dope. I fuck There's with NERD album so hard. Once I listen to one, I have to listen to all of them. That's about five, six good hours of NERD music. Do y'all have any um, Skyview? Unskippable? Uh, Kenna. No. Kenna's first album. Make sure they see my face. If we're talking about nerd-related type of Wait, who's? Kenna. Kenna. Oh, Kenna make sure I never listened face. to his record. I remember when he came out, and I actually just never Ooh. got around to it. His, his first two albums it out. are very good. His first yeah, one like, very good. Chad did very well with production on those. Yeah. Yo, Kenna's first surprising. album was fire, dog. Um, I wasn't a super I, I wasn't saying, super huge for the Chad second Hugo, one. But I Kenna's first album was fire. God, that album was so good. Oh, this ain't a hip hop album, but Continuum by John Mayer is unskippable. Oh, well. of course. Yes. Fucking fire. And Gravity. But yes. Gravity's on Continuum. Yes, I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole yeah. Every time I see John Mayer, I be like, he shits on people. <laughs> Ooh, I don't like that. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't even know that. Now I know that. Um, damn. I'll, I'll throw one out there that I know. I, I bet you a lot of people have not heard. Emily King's first album, to me, is oh, yeah. I have not heard. That's good. Unskippable. I have not heard that. I have. Said. It's actually it's really good. It's it's the one she did it for the label. Good period, but yeah, it just got lost in the just the hoopla of all the R and B albums that were coming out around that time, and she fit right into there. But she had a better one, like she had one of the better ones. It just got overlooked, and it didn't get the promotion that it deserved. That album um, speaking is speaking of fire. something on that line. Um, Rez's "How I Do" album. If we're going non hip hop right now, oh um, yeah, I'm so mad at her. <laughs> Like she came out at a great and horrible time for female R and B and people females in general doing like vocals. There's so much good shit dropped around 2000 and 2001. She just got lost in the sauce. And you know some of those tracks that like Ice King and I think a couple other songs like one one half of the dudes that worked with The Weeknd to produce his albums did that album. I didn't know that. Like, like he also cool. did. He also um, he also produced a lot of what's the girl's name? Estro, however you call it, from Canada. She oh, has okay. to do yeah. But yeah, I know he, he had her hand in a lot of shit on that album. Yeah, he helped right. produce a lot of that stuff. 
Oh, Reese, bless her heart. He didn't name no crit albums either, dog. He didn't, None. He, he didn't do crit with Damn. He, he didn't, didn't do, do no South. Like, like, so yeah, he really didn't get into it. Teflon Don by Rick Ross is unskippable to me. I love that album. I don't know about that, Mike. I mean, I name the bad songs. I'll wait. That's, his best, that's the second album, right? Uh, I yeah, that's the second that's, one. Yeah, that's his best album. I'm not even saying it isn't his best. Good, y'all. Because yeah. that one had uh, Die Young, Live Fast, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Tears of Joy, Freemason, MC Hammer. Oh, nigga, yeah. Like, little, come on, man. That album had uh, Super High with yes. fucking Caprice. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Neo knowing that. Yeah. Yep. See, I agree. No, I got to give it to y'all because when he, <laughs> said, when he does stuff with Neo and shit, I got to skip it. I got to go. When what? No, man. Super High is one of the best beats on the whole album. Please, yes. Hey, listen, that shit is so smooth. I can Rick Ross's beats. I'd be oh like, the beat God. is so fire, but everybody on this song is annoying the shit out of me. Bro, talk about a vibe. I don't give a shit what Neo's singing about. That song is just wavy. I just like, <laughs> I don't That's care. Be singing, Fuck Michael the whole time. Like, I hate this nigga. He's terrible. I replayed. I like. I hadn't heard it in such a long time, and I remember playing it on the train. I was like. The fuck? Let me right. Yeah. Oh, that's man. God. that is a personal classic. I fuck with that. Yeah, I don't even want to bring I, this I, nigga's I, I name up. I agree with you, Mike. I agree with you, I don't, Mike. Man. I don't even want to bring this cast name up because we're never getting anything from him Uh-oh. again. But Isaiah Rashad, Rashad's uh, Sylvia Dillon. I thought you were thinking his first time <laughs> something in Marshall no. Valley. No. Isaiah Rashad, Rashad oh, Sylvia Demos EP. What uh, is going on with him? Bro, he's not making an album. That's why Dave so left. So many things is what's That's going Dave on. Left. Dave left because so he's tired of going to, res- to Isaiah's house and bringing him back out to LA to do music. Like, bro. Bro, where's your album? I don't know. I want to go back, though. DJ, you brought up Sky Zoo. Mm-hmm. You got one? No skips? Because he likes to do a lot of long albums. <laughs> I'm, hearing, I'm hearing chuckles in the background. So I know. Like, I mean, I just, I just, he just popped in my head. I was curious to see what if y'all had one, because you know, I like him, but I'm not the craziest about his albums. If that makes sense. No, it makes like, sense. No, that was me. Really uh, yeah, crazy. I'm agreeing. I think the I only one for agree. me that I I wouldn't I don't skip is live from the tape deck. That's what I was about to say. The old the way he did with old boy. That's <laughs> like, mind. Yes, right. The speakers on blast alone can just speakers on blast is fire. Huh. Like that whole, that whole tape is. But crazy. yeah, that's literally the only one. Oh my god! I'll say this one. 1982. It's fucking status collecting terminology. The first one. Yes, that shit was Absolutely. a play all the way through every time. I love that Absolutely. fucking shit. That's before I got bored of Selector. Well, the second one, they uh, oxymoron. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. N- wait no he's got a beat up there that that, 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 uh, that sounds like a bed spring bumping up and down I can't stand that song I like all of them I mean what? I like some songs more than others but I can't stand that song that whole shit <laughs> I hate that song yo. all the other niggas to the left all the niggas to the left I hate that shit bulletproof wallets People Wait, is that on Oxymoron? On that. Did you mean Oxymoron? Did you mean Oxymoron, Mike? Oxymoron, the one with Joy, his daughter, on the cover in a ski mask. You, the one with Los Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> was, you got You got to skip Los Awesome. <laughs> I don't skip it. That's okay. Why? It's the I worst song it. on the album, but I don't skip it. Nigga, why? Look, I I used to love that song, right? Then we did the review for Oxy. No, yeah. When I first looked, and then we did the review for Oxymoron. I was like, I don't care. We did a review for Oxymoron. And I remember, I can't remember who was the woman we had up there too. And we were talking about that shit. And I went back and listened to it. And I was like, God damn it, they write this song. is horrible. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, that song is, that's trash. That, that beat is trash. I knew song wasn't right. Because when I started, when I was, when I pulled up Oxymoron, I was like, wait, the song with the bear springs on it isn't on this. That's on habits and contradictions. Yeah, the, the, uh, that. I, I, I mean, if you if, you got to take off that one and the song with uh, Scissor. Los Awesome. Yes, that Scissor song is worthless. <laughs> got to take those two songs off. Nigga, you could have. Which what's the other one you're talking about? This, it's like this. number ten or some shit. Where is that? Where is Hell that? of a Night? No, not Hell of a Hell of a Night is actually fire. Hell of a Night goes up, especially yeah. in concert. That shit. It's is Hell of a fire. slept on. That's what it is. 
No, there is a what song on here with SZA. Habits and Contradictions has... To, I'm trying to think. It's not on Habits, on habits and Oh, I don't know. On Habits it's, and Contradictions. I'm talking about... Habits habits the the board. You said it sounds like a... Bed Springs? Board? Where's the one with the Bed Springs sound? No idea. Are you, are you talking about um, Sexing? Is it se- It might be Sexing. Mm, yes, it is. Here it is. That's yeah, it. Sex- <laughs> <laughs> it's sexing. I know. That's it. I hate this song. Calling all the girls with the heels. Preferably the ones with the ass. I can't do it. Oh my God, this song is so 2000. I can't do it. Oh yeah, for sure. I I, the, the breakdown when the when the uh the, when he goes to the bridge no. right for the chorus. Yo, the breakdown for the hook is fire though. That test that ass. That shit is fire. But that fucking bed sprang open. I can't do it. Like, oh my god, here comes Sexton. I mean, and that shit comes on after Tukey knows. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. You get two key nose, nose, nose. He lighten up the mood, man. He went too hard. Oh you my know? god! That's why they gotta put in a Pharrell beat after "Gangster, Gangster, Gangster." Yeah. Also, there's a better um, version of Oxymoron if you take all of the deluxe songs and put them on the album because they're dope. Like mostly, song- you just need to put "Yeah Yeah" on the regular version. No, there's a bunch of them. No, oh, I'm so no. mad. There's a bunch of deluxe songs that fill. Yeah, yeah. He never performs here. that fucking song live, and it makes me furious because with that band that he song. did the oh, goddamn championship wait. tour with, he might uh, money for yeah, I love yeah. that's my favorite Schoolboy Q song in his whole catalog. That song is so gross. I remember he did that. Remember he did that A3C, and he at that time he was so out had of a little shape. Bit more weight on him. <laughs> Yo, somebody called him fat on uh, Twitter like a week ago. He was like, "Nigga, I've lost like yeah. seventy five pounds." I was gonna say, like, he, you could tell, like, no, he used to be looking like old. They must have looked at old school boy they stuff. Did. They were just that. You know how niggas on Twitter the they old update on everything. Boy but the real did like one song, and then he's like, "Okay, I got to sit down." But after every song, <laughs> he's sitting down after every track because he, like, he had Trader Truth. He had Trader Truth come out, and Trader and Truth spent like five tracks while he was in the background, like recouping. Yeah. And when he look, when he came out on championship tour, I remember even like my girl was like, "Yo, that was my favorite set, Schoolboy." Like I love. Oh, it was, it was the best one. Schoolboy, Schoolboy, so fun. Like that was the unanimous tour. Like consensus with Schoolboy set was the most. Yeah, Schoolboy was lit. Like Schoolboy got the best tracks for performance. Bro, when he did that song, Py- uh, "Dope Dealer" with E Forty, with no E Forty on it, with the pyro shoot on that one. Yeah, that was my favorite song in the whole tour. That one. No, like, cause yeah, you got to get the time extras. Dope dealer, they shot fire out. The song, no, every, also, I remember that. That was dope. The oh, song the that Swan verse, is that talking about amazing. is his and her <laughs> ring. His and her <laughs> being. Kelly niggas be savage in the So fucking um, yeah, you the extra tracks for Oxymoron, which is why I hated why they did this. Like Groove Line Part Two is dope. Fuck L.A. is fire. Yeah. Yay yeah. is dope. Gravy mm-hmm. is dope. Californication with ASAP Rocky is dope. Oh, I forgot about Gravy. Uh-huh. Wait, that's not even on the deluxe version on iTunes. It's on the Target deluxe version. You got to go to the Wikipedia page uh, to find yeah. all the deluxe versions. Yeah, because he he put songs out for for different places. Yeah, yeah, was a different. Wasn't the yeah, yeah on the album? Yeah, yeah, was on iTunes deluxe um edition. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but fuck LA is fire. Like if you man, fuck LA is dope. I remember when fuck I heard LA it and fire. I was like, this is not on the album. Mm-hmm. Yo, come on. I remember. It, like for for my deluxe, it's the last one, so it's a great way to end the album, bro. I I took all of those tracks and I put them on my own version of Oxymoron that I have saved in my iTunes, and that's the only one I listen to. Oxy. I will not listen to streaming service Oxymoron editions because if I can't get Yay Yay and Fuck LA and Californication, mm-hmm. I can't do it. Yeah, the, the deluxe edition is the one I have saved in my library on my phone for sure. Because yeah, I forgot how good Fuck LA was. I haven't listened to it in a while. So what else did I have on our itinerary? So I had a whole uh, thread where a dude went on a Twitter rant about how masturbation is injurious. And yes, it was a nigga. What? And he injurious listed, to whom and to what? He listed like 10 reasons why masturbation is terrible for you as a person. And he, did he get this from, I mean, uh, if you do it like no, 50 I mean, times in a row, then yeah. He ain't doing it right. Did he get right. this from, uh, what's homeboy that, <laughs> yeah, he, right. that he doesn't masturbate uh, Kevin Gates? Man, nobody look. He fucks his cousin, look, dog. Like, why are we listening to this? That it makes me think. Uh, y'all seen Big Mouth? Nah, I haven't seen. I it. haven't. Yeah, yet. I haven't started season three yet. 
Yeah, uh, Big Mouth in like season two, he was like, he was trying to show the little uh, hormone monsters all fucked up. We try to show how to uh, masturbate, and he was telling oh, yes. him, and he was he was having a twist. Just put his yes! two hands together and yes! twist. Yes! <laughs> and then the pews were like, nigga, you gonna break your dick. Stop doing this. <laughs> Remember one of the pews died like it snapped. <laughs> oh my god, I love this show. I mean, the pews were, I think it was Craig Robinson and the, um, oh, what's that white dude? The dude that played Kenner from 30 Rock. Oh, I, I know he's Jack McBrayer. Yeah, yeah, they were the, they were the two pubes, but he was like twisted. He's like, and the, and the dude was like, yeah, he's like, he's like, you doing it right? He's like, is it supposed to hurt? <laughs> oh, I love Big Mouth. I remember that. Oh, that, yeah. So if you in, that's what that nigga's doing. I don't know if I'm doing this right. Let me see. Uh, what was I? I was about to look up. I can't find what well, this guy got. He deleted the thread, so it's gone. I guess some. I guess too many people came after him. Cause it was a long ass thread, and I was like, "Well, the podcast is tonight," and I retweeted it, and I'm like, "I'm holding on to this," <laughs> but it, it it seems to be gone now, so that's sad. But it's um, always nice when people tweet stupid shit on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and bring up this uh, Tyler the Creator uh, interview though, where he says Eminem picks terrible beats. <laughs> I mean, right. where's the lie? Find the lie, where? right? Like uh... the lie. That's that we'll have a book. Where's the lie? Uh... <laughs> Find it. Eminem. Are pretty much neck and neck in that regard. Like, that's then that's what the conversation turned into. Eminem ever produced is like honestly, upon further review, mid at best. Mm. And that is Renegade. Let's see. What is, what oh is, man, this beat is hard. These drums and this bass line is great. They mesh together. And then I listen to the flow or the melody and the runs second. That's what really makes me melt. Then it's I care about the what sound. the lyrics are. It's all yeah. based on the it's sound. It's all based on that sound. everything makes a hundred percent before you get to any sound is way more important for, than for me personally. That energy, that feeling, that sound—that's that's what when I you like. say. The sound of the lyrics mean more to you than what it's actually saying. Yeah, like Jay Z, for example, he knows how to rap on a beat. He knows how to hear a beat and say. I shouldn't yell on this or I shouldn't rap like this on it. The way that this feels, this is how my vocal instrument could mesh on this perfectly. Where it's some people who hear a smooth beat and like, I'm going to fucking yell on it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, because they're just more thinking of saying cool shit rather than making a good song. Mm-hmm. And that's how, that's kind of me. <laughs> kind of focus on making a good song with cool structure rather than like, oh, that verse was so that Even though I, I don't get me wrong, I don't want to seem like I'm being dismissive. I care yeah. about lyrics and word, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it's just number three. It's just number three. Yeah. Is there any music or artists you could think of that you, <laughs> you've heard or listened to because of the lyrics? Yeah, you got people like Eminem, like Cassidy, the rapper, that <laughs> stuff that I'm like, I wonder what pockets they're going to wrap this in and what they're going to say in the punchlines and things like that. Because mm. Eminem was, he picked some of the worst beats ever. <laughs> Even Ludacris <laughs> sometimes picks him. shitty beats, but uh, their energy and their cool, witty lines is what made the songs cool. So they're an exception. Yeah. You know, yeah. to where Jay Z picked great beats. Yeah. So that's what drew me in. And then, like, oh, his voice sounds tight over this. Oh, that's what he's saying. You know, it's crazy. Like, Nas, I got, love Tyler. Nas like, got thrown into this conversation, dog. And Nas's problem is his, his problem could so easily be fixed because Nas is surrounded on every album by amazing producers. And somehow, he still ends up with the most mediocre shit on his projects. Like Solana Remy is not somebody to fucking sleep on. And he yet, co-produced back, back in black by uh, Amy Winehouse. You know, the, his best tracks, like I think, I feel like sometimes just his best tracks come straight from premiere. Like pre- premiere, some of premiere's best produced stuff is on Nas album. Definitely. And yet, 
Nas still for some reason can't pick a fucking beat. Like, can you imagine having access to the people that he has access to? Because he's not a producer, so he has to go get his beats from them. I'm telling you what, if I had that kind of access, my album would still be terrible because I can't rap, but you would not complain about the production. Who cares if all. you can rap in 2019? A lot of these little niggas can't rap. It's about these beats anyway. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's about these beats. So your album still going to be better than his because you'll pick better beats. Like, we, we spoke about song structure. Like, what, what Tyler said was something we all talk about consistently. Like, you can still, have, I mean, you can still have fire beats and you can still be like the best lyricist but at the end of the day like your song structure need to be good like that's it that's a real last thing and it it doesn't apply to just r&b or what have you know that's everywhere that's what so what was old boy that was just rap freestyling and rapping about everything and got huge a couple years ago um Oh my god! Oh, you lost me in a couple of years no, ago. I was B. about to start naming people. What was, was, this? What was his? His name was B something. The fuck is that cat's name? And he was is he was just a terrible artist. Oh, you talking about Lil B? Little is Little B is the Lil bass B? god. Thank you, yeah, bass, bass god. god. Yeah, I fuck with Lil B. Lil I mean, he's terrible. B, he's the worst. Lil rapper. B is terrible, but he knew what beats to pick. Like I can't knock him. His beats is what sucked people into thinking. That he was a dope artist. Yeah, he played the dumbest shit in the world. It was just all stream of conscience is rambling. Yeah, over dope beats because they nobody right. give a fuck what he was saying. Chief Keith can't rap for shit, but them beats on that project. Yeah, shout out to Young strong. Chop. <laughs> young Chop made his <laughs> whole career. Them beats was, you know, YG. YG wanted to sound like oh, Kendrick on I his did. first project, but it kind of sound like Kendrick because that nigga knew how to pick them beats to make it sound like he had a story to tell. <laughs> I mean, even our favorite Young Dolph, like yo, no, nah, Young Dolph man. can rap though. Young Dolph is spitting that real. No, shit. but that's what I'm saying. He can rap, but he also picks fire oh, ass But the songs are fire in general. Like it's not right. Listen. One or the other. Like listen, it makes a difference. Listen, I mean, I'll, I will smack a nigga. Beat sometimes. That's just how that shit goes. I will smack a nigga over Eddie Kane. Like <laughs> Young Dolph, Eddie <laughs> Kane. Come on, I will smack somebody. <laughs> Eddie K is one of Even the most Gucci, like Gucci ain't the best. No, not yeah, at all. He's, he's a limited rapper, he's, but he got some fire production. Do yeah. <laughs> Gucci corrected himself in the middle of a verse? Like nigga was like five million today. Oops, I counted that's five million today. <laughs> like Gucci was like, my bad, I made a mistake, y'all. Let me get the facts. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just kept going like he didn't do that shit. But you look at like, and the reason I'm not picking on Eminem is because Eminem has been screaming over the same fucking beats for 17 years. Like it's no reason to even go. It's it's man, it's, it's punching a, it's like it's kicking kids, dog. Like it's pointless to talk about why Eminem can't pick a beat. It's because he doesn't want to pick a beat, and Eminem refuses to actually include hip hop sounding beats on his albums. He refuses to pick them. He does. He does. It's like he's scared to touch them. And we've heard Eminem over hip hop ass beats. He can kill them. He just won't put them on his albums. He's like, I'm no, nah, I'm not doing it. Access to every producer, not doing it. Royce the Five Nine got some producers he want me to work with, not doing it. No, nope. <laughs> nope. Can't do it. Not even if it's for a scary movie. They don't do some shit together. Yeah, Eminem's stuff is, I mean, trash to mediocre at best. And he's another one. Like you think of all the people that he knows, he's surrounded by that he Doctor can get. Doctor Andre, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like main one, and he still right. picks subpar beats. Which, to rap over. like, you look at that. Look at look at this. Eminem has been making albums under Doctor Dre with Doctor Dre since two thousand since nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, and nineties. He has never picked five beats consistently anywhere near as dope as the Anderson Pac album we got this year with him working with what? Andre. Right. <laughs> and that was Anderson's first time. <laughs> There's no excuse. Like Eminem has had seven album times to pick good beats from Dre. And he won't do it. He just will not do it. Like I feel like Eminem wants to be able to go to a Kid Rock party and to a premiere party. But he cares more about the Kid Rock party. 
think about this, right? Eminem, Detroit's most famous rapper, right? <laughs> yeah. Hands down. Black Milk, Apollo Brown, Jay Dilla. Good God. Uh, He's never rapped with Danny Brown, what? like, nigga. I'm not even talking about rapping with. I'm just talking about getting beats from the three people I just mentioned off the top of my head who make fucking phenomenal production. I'm just saying, I'm not aware of him rapping over ever. Definitely not on an album track. That just popped in my head just now. Like Guilty yeah. Simpson, Elzai, Danny Brown, yes. all yes. these gutter niggas that would fit perfectly on projects with you. But the reason you'll never do songs with them is because you won't spit over the beats that they'll pick and spit over. Yep. You won't do and it. And like, these are like your type of rapidy rap, intricate, double entendre lyricist rappers that you like, you should, you would think if you were Eminem, you would want to rap with. Gravitated for, yeah. With, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's like, you've worked with Royce to 5'9 since literally 99. Royce has right. two albums out with Premiere. You don't want a guest spot on them shits? You don't Dog. want to do, Prime, do M Prime? That shit would be insane. Yo, if I came uh, to y'all right now and I was like, yeah. But then Dr. Dre's been giving him trash beats too. No, he picking them up. Like, it's not like Dre was holding beats from him. Yeah, he he's picking them. those beats. He's picking these trash he's picking beats. Man. Even he, he had Dre's. Oh, good grief. But let's look at this. If I came to y'all right now and I said, yo, Nas is about to drop an album. Here are the producers on his project. 14 songs. Here are the producers. Justice League. No ID. Remy. No ID, no ID. Remy and Dark Child together on one track. Remy, Swiss Beats, Buck Wild, No ID, Remy and the Interns, Rip No ID, Remy, and Remy with 40. Fire. Fire it should album, be right? It's gotta be fire. Fire. It's gotta be fire. Yeah. No, nope. it ended up being Life is Good, and he's on the cover holding a dress. <laughs> Of of uh, ex wife that is by that time remarried. I'm like, Khalees is not thinking about you, bro. Like it right. kills me. He has albums with multiple with 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 Dr. Dre, Les, Scott Storch, Kanye, Salam, and Will I Am producer for him, and he's still whack. How? <laughs> How are they whack? How? Reddit. Granted, Nas is kind of a weirdo when it comes to certain things. Remember, the same dude who did Illmatic also, you know, promoted Gucci Wong. You know what I'm saying? Oh my you God. can't look at taste consistent things. But it's like All you start stuff. off with genuinely no hyperbole, one of the best hip hop albums to ever have been created, lyrically yeah. and production wise. And then we know what happened since then. And it's like what what happened is what I want to know. Uh, dog, he has an album with a production from Q Tip. And like you know, how many people have in the ear at some point, and we just didn't get publicized. (laughs) You know how many people have a Q-tip produced track? Not many. Not many. Nas has one, and it's still not good. I just it's it's like he it's like he takes dope producers, and would have you believing they weren't dope producers. Right. No ID, my nigga. God bless Mm -hmm. you if you get a no a whole no ID album and your name ain't common. Or uh, or Jay Z. No, what's the other? Well, yeah, now Jay Z. But before that, um, Cocaine Eighty. Kanye. No, Cocaine Eighty. Oh, Cocaine Eighties. Cocaine Eighties. With Mr. Fauntleroy, who chooses not to actually do anything of an album by himself, he just want to write and sing on everybody else shit. Hey man, get that money. I know, but I I want him to do like a project. <laughs> I mean, same. It well. would be great, but. It's too easy to get this money and not have to do all the extra work. I feel him because I would do the same thing if I was him. I would never release an album. Not if you write like that. Absolutely not. <laughs> Y'all gonna pay for these lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I thought they were doing something today. I thought um, Cocaine 80s had announced that they were coming back, too. Oh, we'll okay. see. I'm not believing that. I know. Me I just don't either. want her to bring um, Ayako with them. They can leave her. They got other choices now. Because if she comes, she's going to bring the, Big Sean. The whisper. <laughs> the emotional whisper. The emotional whisper. Yo, when, when, that, that, that year, folks saw her at Broccoli City, it was like, bro, this is the most retarded shit I've ever seen. Get this one long. Yeah. I heard her live at the One Music Fest. 
She is. She was at one music fest here, and she was rough. Boring. I was like, sister, just sing over the vocals, like just you don't have to sing live. Nobody Great knows. Band. Everybody's so going band. using this as a break to get their drinks because uh, literally some good people about to, Yo, about to come. Yo, didn't on she do Prince? At the concert we saw her? Oh, yeah. Oh my god. It's impossible to do a competent Prince cover, but it's difficult. No, she did Diamonds and Pearls. I think. Did she do Diamonds and Pearls? It was some shit. Wait, how do you Diamonds and Pearls? The fuck? I'm pretty sure Janae. That don't seem like a big fit for her. I'm pretty sure Janae Echo did Diamonds and Pearls. Because I remember how we were leaving. Really? Diamonds and Pearls. Like, that was when we decided it was time to go. We were like, now nah, we got to go. <laughs> And that's our question. Despite the oh, I'm offering you my love. She hippie that. We were like, we gotta go, sorry. She did something pretty. I, can't, I think it was Diamond Pearl, but she did something we were like, nope. <laughs> Time to go. It was raining, and we were like, we were leaving right. anyway. And then Future did like about two songs or nothing. That's what my ass loved. Yo, did he do two songs and leave? Because niggas was waiting all day for him. Yo, nigga, that shit was so wack because he was just like doing like the laziest <laughs> ass show. And he was oh, yeah, like that shit was lazy as fuck. Oh, there's somebody posted a video. Hey, y'all, I got video. Literally left it, bro. It I got, bad. I got video proof. That's why we left. That's exactly why we left. <laughs> what note was that? <laughs> a wobbly oh, hurt one. That's what that shit was. And that was a Z flat. Z flat. <laughs> that definitely was the fuck. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't beast. So, all right, man. Um, I think that is. I think we're good. <laughs> I think we've gone in on enough people tonight. Um, you know. Yeah, we've mentioned everything. We have voicemails, but I'll play those next week. So if you want to call and leave a voicemail about anything we talked about, please hit us up at 443-832-3494. Or you can send us an email, podcast at wisdom48.com. Mary, thank you for joining us. Always great to have you here. Love your commentary. Always. And thank you both for having me. Yes, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. No we doubt. Come through say hey to the entire crew, and um, I haven't been able to say to you live there, Mike. But uh, congrats! Thank you very um, much. Yeah. He's a father. Yeah. A father. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that, we got to start selling those teas. Yo, that's what's up. Father yeah. Teams. All right. Um, and for everybody else listening, thank you for the support. And for people who asked, uh, I have one. I made a thread about show topics, so go to the group. Where's my 40 acres? Dot, 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 the Tears of Orphans on Facebook. Make sure when you join, you, ans- you a- answer the question. Don't ask us any questions. That's not how questions work. You don't question the question. And you come into the group, and there should be a thread asking about future show topics. Some people drop some really dope ideas, so we're going to run through those, pick the ones we like, and we'll try to do something with them. Somebody asked about video game conversations, and will we continue that? We did. If you're on premium, there will be an episode dropping with me and Twan just talking about what we're playing and how we feel about it and you know it's 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 a it's a good long episode so check that out uh Deidre and I did a review for the new Lapita film on Hulu Little Monsters it is amazing go watch it it's great our review was great and uh Mike and I I guess next weekend yeah next weekend probably this Uh, wait what what is next weekend next week I don't I don't know the 20 something like the last Halloween weekend, I think. If we do it Saturday, I can do it Sunday. I have to go fly out to do a little one-off gig. That's fine. We'll just figure out when we do it. But yeah, the last Wu-Tang cool. episode is next week. So we'll have that discussion about the whole Wu saga season. 
and it really started ramping up. I know, and I'm I'm kind of we'll we'll talk about it on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into it. And other than that, we will holler at y'all next time. And until then, thank y'all for the support. We, oh, and listen to us on Castbox. And if you do listen to us on Castbox, please leave a review because you can do that on Castbox. That's great. Let people know you listen. Make sure you subscribe because those numbers are shown. Castbox does a great job of presenting podcasts to people through their app. It looks really good. It runs very well. And yeah, I like Castbox. Very easy to find Sorry. a show that you're looking for. And I think mm-hmm. it's easy to find our show in there. Our show looks good on there. And I want our numbers to look good as well. So even if you don't listen to us on CastBox, just subscribe on CastBox anyway to give us the number and leave a review and let's get these review numbers up. I'm trying, I want us to hit like 100 reviews on CastBox so we look good to everybody. Oh, and um, I just discovered this podcast. I don't know if you guys are listening, but uh, I wouldn't recommend you listen, around, listen to it around a bunch of white people, but 1619 is an amazing Oh, podcast. yes, it sure is. What's this? The sixteen nineteen project is a thing the New York Times is put together. It's like a multimedia thing. So they did a print edition of their newspaper devoted to it. They have a podcast and I think there's some other stuff, but it's like sixteen nineteen was the year that the first Africans got to America as slaves. Four hundred year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. And it's exploring like their history, like how slavery changed the makeup of America as a country and is like fundamental to the way that it developed. Ooh. And a bunch of other stuff. It's super fascinating. It's really well done. And you can um you can still order because I got the Oh, you can. I yeah, will I do got, that. I got I got the sixteen nineteen project here. They um that, they, they order put it first got the New York Times and then they put a different thing up where you could just order that and get it sent to you. That's so, all I need. I don't know. Oh really? Because I was like, I got when I first heard about it, like I gotta get a copy. I'm telling y'all right now, the podcast is not an easy listen. It is some. Oh no, not is, at all. It's tough, and, I, and they're not Very even like. Heavy. But I do that it's shit to myself, heavy. and I'm actually okay with that. And it's, it's I listened to all of it today. Valuable. Like I listened to every. Episode I haven't listened today. to the most the last episode. I don't think. Oh my nigga, <laughs> nigga. Hold on. Written pieces tied into are excellent as well. Like I will recommend it as an entire audio visual experience. But yeah, that podcast you're gonna be want to punch a motherfucker so, in the face. Mike, are you saying uh, that the, the one you haven't heard is part two of the one about the the black farmers? I haven't listened to episode five or six, part Nigga. one and part two, The Land of Our Fathers. Yo, when you get to it the It says end, I have played it. I have not. I listened to The Hospital One was the last one I listened to. The end of part two is some of the foulest shit I've ever heard from a racist Southern white person. Yo. I mean, I believe you. Oh, my pressure's already up. Oh, Yeah, it, it will do that to you, Deidre, but it is also really, really well produced. It's super and like, informative. Ultimately, man. a positive listen, even though there's dark shit in it. Like, if you talk about something that white people need to be listening to, we say that all the time. I hope that white people are listening this. to this podcast because it, it, it just, um, it's, it's not just about how America, America's history fucked black people. It is absolutely about how American history has fucked poor white people and white people in the South and made y'all and created this facade that y'all were in some way winning during all of this shit it paints a very balanced picture of yeah while you guys were fucking black people you were also getting fucked by privileged white people and white people of higher caliber and more money on purpose. Down they, on you. yeah who wanted you to think that you were on the same page as them when you never were in the first place yeah they do a really good job of just giving like going through detail and it's not boring it's not it's story they tell stories and just the way they tell stories is super fucking informative and the research and the reporting of it is just so well done. It is a it is it it is a pristinely produced podcast. Like, but you will be mad. I know I was fucking mad. Like I was livid listening to some of those episodes. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. I think episode two is the one where I was first ready to like throw somebody. Yo, wait. Oh my God. Yo, in the traffic. When you hear six, when you hear the end of six, dog. No, trust me, I believe you, dog. Like I I mean, you know, it's <laughs> not like it. It's it's amazing. Like it's just amazing how ignorant people are. And how and how and how prideful they are in their ignorance. And also how fucking amazing our, you know, ancestors were for putting up with all that shit and still keeping it moving. Our our ancestors were like, I I see how niggas trip and fall in the hotepery. They hear something like this and they like, I got to read all our black history. And they just end up in the wrong section of the library. (laughs) And they become hoteps. 
it definitely disproved that bulls where people are just talking about I'm not like my ancestors. No, we're not because our ancestors went through a lot. Yeah. To get to this point. Or that whole I they would of, um, if I was a slave. Certain amount of yeah, that, I, if I was a slave, I would have did this. Okay, well, when you read what our ancestors did, you'll see that that was attempted and failed, which is why they couldn't do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, Happy niggas cry at, like, the wrong Twitter feed and shit. You trying to tell about what the fuck you would have done as a slave. Get the fuck out of my face. Sorry. Kanye over here talking about something, don't stand where the nest is thrown, but he mad that Kim got boobs. Like, let's not do this. Uh, he got the boobs that he paid for. That he asked her to have. He <laughs> mad she got the boobs he wanted. <laughs> okay, it's time to Ooh, go. Yeah, I hate to see it. Well, he's a musical genius, but for real though, we did the worst thing ever making that motherfucker think he was every other end. Yeah, all of his iterations are fuckboys, and it's just wild. oh yeah, one hundred percent. He's not a person and you want to be world. like. I just like the no. music that he is. I'm like, I'm like, I would love your production techniques, information. Otherwise, you, you got to go. You got to go. With right. Who thought back in the day that we would be standing up for Kim Kardashian over Kanye West? I mean. Women first, when niggas are being second. All right, y'all. We'll highlight you next time. Peace.